mirror, mirror on the wall. How old do you think the mirror is, Matt? What do you mean, the mirror? Oh, like like the invention of the mirror? Well, I think people have been seeing the reflection probably in still water for millennia. The but... actual invention of the mirror. Uh, the mirror. I don't know, maybe a thousand years old. No. What? 500? 1835. They, okay, so they didn't have like straight up glass mirrors, but they had the really silver pop- glass mirror found throughout the world today got their first start in Germany 200 years ago. Sure, yeah, they had polished metal and stuff like that. Like if you had polished silver, like how long silver been around? There was obsidian mirrors, I guess, around in 6000 BC. Dang. We've been obsessed with our self-image. I guess it goes back to looking into stones. We're social, we're social creatures and we place a lot of value on what we see. I mean, everything comes through our eyes. It's a big sense. I've been looking so long at these pictures of you that I almost believe that they're real. I've been living so long with my pictures of you that I almost believe that the pictures are all I can Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Nate. And we want to welcome you to Don't Feed the Trolls. A podcast where we discuss trending topics, art, and culture. Through the lens of our experiences touring the world and creating art vocationally. We hope to bring topics out of the minefield of the comments sections. And into the sphere of reasonable dialogue. Thank you for listening. So yeah, this, today I woke up and I was just, I don't know, I stumbled across some selfie articles and I was like, let's talk about the selfie. Let's talk about okay. a picture worth a thousand lives. 11 people died taking selfies last month. So I thought, damn. 11 human beings. And I think that's the highest month so far on record. Um, <sighs> wow. I think it's like t- 28 people die a year and just last month, 11 people have died. So I think it's like an escalating number. So, you know, I... I was thinking about this, like, there was this article that went around Kim and Kanye backstage after the VMAs, you know? Right. And they're just both sitting on their phones, they're not being chummy, they're not talking to each other, and I thought, this is like a portrait into, like, every couple's life. We're all just, in, you know, infatuated, and I know that they're, like, big Instagram people, big selfie people. She's got, like, a whole business just taking selfies. Right. And, um, I think she might have started the whole phenomenon. Well, actually, you know, these, uh, there's, there's this awesome photo of these dudes in 1920 in New York, and we'll post the photo, taking a selfie on Fifth Avenue with this old Kodak giant <laughs> camera. Big. It's pretty awesome. Gunpowder flash. <laughs> no, no, it's just a regular box camera. In 1920? It was in 1920 on the New uh, New York rooftop, and it's considered the first selfie ever, <laughs> modern selfie. Historically documented. We'll have to post that on our Twitter. But back in 2013, November 19th to be exact, Oxford Dictionary announced selfie as the international word of the year. So basically wow. three years of selfie being a thing. And I just saw that stat that last month there was a, like 11 people that died. And I thought, man, we got to talk about this because what is the deal? What is the, the lure? I was of on it? tour with William Beckett, 
who in 2012 he was that he's the singer from the academy is and he was doing a solo project really really yeah. sweet guy and he would I, I he rode along in our van and he would take these pictures of himself and just like hey just one second i'm gonna take this picture and then he would post it and he's like it's incredible he's like i can post anything about like i'm doing this show or here's a show flyer or whatever whatever and nobody cares but he's like if i post a picture of my face like hundreds of people like it He's like it's yeah, really. Yeah. He's like it's really simple. You should try it. It's, your fans will really like it. <laughs> like he, he's very sweet and innocent about it. And I was like, yeah. Well, I don't look like you, so I don't know. No, no, no. Actually, <laughs> and this is what's interesting is what he's tapping into. Oxford Press actually wrote an article on it called "Viral Marketing: hmm. The Science of Sharing," and um, it's calculated. Um, it says behind all the cute, playful, and instantaneous self-portraits posted online. Uh, quote, we all now behave as brands, and the mm. selfie is simply brand advertising. Right. Selfies provide an opportunity to position ourselves, often against our competitors, to gain recognition. This is no different than consumer brand promotion. So William Beckett is just saying, hey, I'm a brand. I'm selling my music, and here's my face. But he actually, he actually is a brand. Like his, na- his name is on albums that are sold in source. So, but the thing is, everyone's a brand now. Everyone has their own, sure. um, their own marketing team their own marketing front, their own image that they're projecting on on the internet with their profile or their uh, Instagram or whatever. And uh, and and to keep up that brand, to keep up the looks of that brand, you got to post selfies, don't you? All right, Matt, here's a test for you. Go to your phone right now, look in your camera roll. Okay, I'm going. And tell me in the selfies folder how many selfies you have. On your uh, camera. Yeah, it counts the ones where I'm like taking pictures of me and my kids. And I don't really consider them selfies. I don't know. I don't know. Now I, guess, I have I uh, 20,000 photos. and um, Holy. Yeah, I know. Uh, I think they're on like my. Your phone must be slow gypsies. No, they're on my, uh, <laughs> they're on my iCloud. They're not uh, stored on my phone. I've taken uh, probably five selfies in my life. Like I got a new haircut. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, what I'm saying is the temptation is there as a solo artist or as an artist oh, or as yeah. someone who's selling something to like. Well, what I've noticed is the photos that I'm in and, you know, you sort of see your value in, in how much interaction someone, you know, sure. your photo, your pic- pictures get online. And so if I take a picture of just my kids, which I think is, you know, it's cute, but inst- my Instagram profile is really my life. Uh, I know a lot of people are projecting some other life that they're not actually living. Like sure. they're sitting at home and like posting pictures from last weekend that they've edited for six hours. And yeah. my mine is like, oh, I want to remember this moment. I'll post it to Instagram. And then years later, I can go back to my Instagram. It's and funny, it. dude. The stats say that more men search how to manipulate selfies than women. Weird. But and since 2004, 14, sorry, since 2014, 49 people have died from selfies. Um and that's probably an old stat because last month, like I said, 11 of them died. Um, wow. The average age is 21 years old, 75% male. Well, what's the difference between a selfie and just a, taking a regular photo? Why, does it, why is a selfie more de- deadly than like, you know, standing on a cliff taking a photo of the sunset? I don't know. I mean, that's a good question. I mean, I, maybe it's the way you're positioning. You're not looking. You're kind of backwards often. You're trying to get something else behind you in the sunset. Like you're right. trying. If you're taking a selfie of the sunset, you're, you're, right. you're the opposite direction. You're not watching like, where you're going. You're you're yeah. watching the camera, and you're trying to get something behind you into the into view. 
Yeah. So the selfie is about the person and the sunset. Right. The photographer is taking it. So I, I read some other stat that it was like still only like 6% of online photos are selfies. It's still kind of low huh. um, on the list. But that, that might have been an older stat. It's probably growing according to these stats. Well, 6%. Dying. I mean, considering like Google Images, every photo... I mean, just just the historically photos logged from years past from, yeah, you know, yeah. of all I don't the know lands. if those are counted in there, but they might be six, um, six, six out of 100 being someone's face is, is pretty big, I'd say. Yeah, it is pretty. It is pretty crazy. I mean, I, I, this morning I did a ton of selfie uh, read like, I don't know, 25 different articles about it. Well, and, to go back to what I was saying, though, when yeah. there is the desire to post a selfie is big because. I can see it being a, a, a real magnetic pull because whenever I post a picture of myself in in the fo- in the frame with my kids, so I post a picture of my kids, whatever I'm posting yeah. my real life. Here's my kids; they're doing stuff. You know, it gets a it gets a few interactions. Oh, they're cute. You know, someone else with kids sure. who can like empathize. Sure. I post a picture of me, and I'm in there with the kids, and suddenly it's like everyone likes it. And I guess that's why people follow you online because they want to see you. They want to see what you're doing. They like you. And yeah. so, but it's just funny to me. I'm like, okay, that's that's how this starts. You know, someone's posting a picture of this and that, and there's not much, and then they post a picture of a selfie, and there's there's sort of like a group social affirmation dump upon that photo and thus upon that person. Because this article was saying, look, turning the camera on oneself isn't a new idea, right? People have been sort of tr- taking, they used to call these self-portraits. And it started in like, I think the first real like handheld camera was the Kodak, was a Kodak uh, camera that came out in 1900. And right. that kind of changed photography. Everyone suddenly had a handheld camera. Right. Um, and it's kind of been going from there. But now like psychologists are kind of saying that like what's happening is we're, those those self Portraits used to be for personal consumption, so they were for you, and they were for contemplation, and they were right. you couldn't share them. Right. They were just here's this photo of me, and right. and it was kind of like oh, I'm looking into myself. But now it's like people are taking photos, and the self is gone, and they're just like throwing it out like somebody in this community, like I want to belong to you. I want see me, someone see me. I, I'm <laughs> I'm wishing to be a part of a community. Right. That's really what it is. It's this longing to be connected with each other, and the selfie, I think is the doorway to that. That go back to like the loneliness and the isolation that is caused by many factors in our current culture. But, you know, the fact that we're, there we're all individuals. We have our individual cars and individual homes and individual cubicles at our offices. And, and we seem kind of disconnected and human beings need connection. We need to feel like we are a part of a group and it's almost like a, cry for help like some like see me someone see me say yeah and if you click like on this photo then i belong in some way to some community well i would say people probably feel lonely now and they snap a selfie and they post it and then they suddenly feel like someone called them less lonely yeah maybe yeah but it's fleeting right it's just a sure it's just a dopamine response you know that's what we were talking about in the media addiction uh episode we we recorded and posted on our patreon um, there's a dopamine. <laughs> there's a dopamine response for every time you check your phone and you get uh, a text message, or sure. someone comments on your Facebook post, or likes yeah, yeah, yeah. a picture your of you. Up. Your brain. They they have studied in brain scans that, you're, that it's like the same thing as you know what drugs or coffee or 
you know well that's what i'm trying to say and i looking into your child's eyes i mean it's the same response and that's what's killing us is that it's like so addictive now that you're willing to like there's people you know like that are scaling these tall buildings to get this selfie on top of this building it's like oh my gosh i'm i want the dopamine (laughs) rush i'm willing to climb on the top of this crazy break all these laws climb up on the weather pole on the top of the building and then take as high as i possibly can and then hold up this phone yeah. it's crazy are those guys like, just like daredevils like i've seen those guys like they they climb all the way up and they're kind of like yeah parkour died already this year yeah. i read an article about a couple guys fell off a, it's kind of like the planking thing where they're like it's basically like they're trying to get that planking you know photo and then they right. fall off of like oh, a, no. <laughs> a building or whatever um you know there lots of people take by the way i just laughed at your i just laughed at your laughter i wasn't laughing at someone falling <laughs> off i laughed well, that no, you I laughed mean, it's, at it, it. It's uncomfortable laughter. That's what it is. We're <laughs> laughing because it's so uncomfortable. It's like, really? Like, what are we, you know, like, and there's been, so it's like wild animals. People try to take uh, selfies with wild animals and the animal just turns on them. That's happened this really? year. Really? Yeah. With who? Like um, a deer? Like I hear deer are very Bears, violent. deer, <laughs> all kinds of things. Just like, oh, here's this bear in the woods. I'm going to snap a snap a selfie. Like, oh, LO, you know, LO, watch out, LOL, you know, and then suddenly you're dead. It's so like, the good okay. the good news is that the selfie fatalities by gender proves that men are still dumber than women. Yeah, right? so women take 4.6 times as many selfies as men. As many as. Um, in certain countries, they're higher and lower, but uh, it, it, it's as high as... They take four times more selfies. Yeah, and men are three times more likely to die. <laughs> with their selfies their selfies are more dangerous yeah yeah that makes sense so it's interesting so it's because like, they're not uh, sitting in front of their cosmetic mirror doing makeup men are men are climbing tall buildings and getting to the lightning rod and pulling their phone out and falling off <laughs> Yeah, but what's crazy is speaking of tall buildings, you're more, you're more. It's, it's safer for you, Matt, to climb Mount Everest and come back down than it is, or swim in the ocean, than it is to have a cell phone in your pocket taking photos of yourself. Wait, so you're saying if I take a selfie, it's more dangerous? I could die faster taking selfies than I could climbing Everest or swimming in the ocean combined. And this is just based on deaths per year. Yeah, eight people die a year, shark attacks, and I think it's like 12 die a year It's climbing Mount Everest. That's correlation, not necessarily causation, because I imagine if every single person with a cell phone climbed Mount Everest, that Everest death count would rise. Sure, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> what I'm saying, though, is Mount Everest Mount Everest claims, claims less lives. lives than or, a cell phone, yes, and lives. sharks, there's hundreds of sharks, and there's millions of people that swim in the ocean, eat less people. Watch out. Then your camera and your so it's it's your dopamine, it's your narcissism. It leads to you doing stupid stuff, especially in men, and then you die. Now, now you just jumped over that fact, narcissism. I did read a um, I did read an article on Psychology Today about yeah. the they are studying the link. There's um, a new study that studies the link between narcissism and selfie posting among men. And Interesting. It co- yeah, and it correlates the two. And there seems to be at least a, what they say, 
uh, a consistent, if small, link between narcissism and selfie posting, especially for men. But there's still still a lot more to learn. So scientists huh. are studying this, and they're 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 trying to figure out what what exactly is the pull and the desire for certain people to be constantly posting a steady stream of their face. Well, it's something to online. be said about narcissism is interesting is because if you don't remember, it's a it's it's the story of the Greek god who got lost in the mirror. And um, one article was talking about how they were trying to analyze the amount of selfies that take place in the bathroom, where the mirror is, <laughs> where basically it, it the, the sort of self-admiration has begun in humans is is in the bathroom staring at yourself in the mirror. You ever stand next to people in the mirror? Like, you ever stand next to people in the mirror and you, you watch them make a face? Hmm. Like, like a face like, like this is the face I'm comfortable seeing? Like, no, not really. To, I'm not really sure. Not to, like, blow them up um, or call them out, but, like, my, ba- my bandmates, I used to watch when, like, we would be in a hotel room and, like, we'd be brushing our teeth or whatever, getting ready for the day. I used to watch them make their face there's like a face that each of them make in in and i'm like that's not your real face and i would say that i'm like that's not your face like robbie would like thin his lips out and like and kind of like put his chin up and and like yeah yeah and he like if he was smiling he would always smile a certain way that like wasn't his real smile yeah i had that weird it was like posing right it's like okay that's the that's the me i'm comfortable with that's the me i want other people to see whereas the rest of us are all like dude that doesn't look like you like you look way better than that don't look like that yeah. <laughs> so maybe and that's that's what that's interesting too is there's some people out there that are just like and i think this kind of goes with youtube stars they just have this like even people that aren't like super attractive or even people that are just kind of odd looking according to like some sort of i don't even know how you would classify odd looking or unattractive but unique, i'm just saying they're unique <laughs> there are people out there who are really good at not caring about what they look like and putting right. themselves out on the internet. And maybe that is sort of an interesting topic we could talk about because I've seen plenty of people who are, you wouldn't be, you know, on fashion magazines who are constantly posting selfies, constantly right. putting themselves out there and constantly getting affirmation back. There's sort of this confidence that's kind of alluring. Yeah. But uh, if, you're, if, you're, if you're younger and you're undeveloped in the brain and you don't understand all this, I bet you there's just more isolation as we're kind of taking selfies, reaching out into the abyss, saying, somebody out there care about me, like my photo. The high is high, but then we, keep, we come off the high and then we keep going lower and lower and lower. And mm. just like any old drug that people used to take, right. high, eventually you have to take the drugs to feel normal. So we... Right what point does how many selfies to where you're like i just want to feel like i have friends i want to feel like i have a life i want to feel like i'm connected to the world sure so there are people there's there's been a couple teens who've been addicted to taking selfies and take up to 200 300 a day whoa um becomes an addiction whoa don't want your Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. okay. third time's a char- third time's a char- <laughs> charm, Danny. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Um, so we have on the line Danny Bowman, who at 19 spent 10 hours a day taking up to 200 pictures of himself on his iPhone. 
Uh, it came to a head when he tried to escape his obsession by taking an overdose, uh, but luckily he was saved by his mom. Since then, Danny has been treating his technology addiction, OCD, and body dysmorphic disorder, and is an advocate on these issues. Well, it all started when I was sort of 14 years old, and it was all sort of a want to, driven by a want to fit in, um, and a want to be popular. Um, so I started sort of uh, taking selfies and uh, posting them uh, online. Uh, and unfortunately, I didn't get the sort of, you know, uh, response that I wanted. I wanted sort of validation from people. Um, mm. And I didn't get that, uh, unfortunately. And people quite mean, uh, quite direct about my appearance in different different areas. And so then I stopped going online um, and started taking more selfies sort of in my own time. Uh, and it got up to the point where I was taking like 100 a day. Um, and through that, you know, it was very hard to sort of be in school and, and, and sort of control my work. So I actually uh, came out of school for a short period of time. Uh, for about six months, I was housebound. And I was literally spending sort of all day uh, taking 200 selfies a day, um, spending 10 hours a day in the mirror. And it was all around this idea of being perfect and being able to have that perfect image and, and that perfect selfie. Um, how, how long has it been since since then what how much time has passed between this what year was this uh this was about so it was about seven years past since this but but generally i mean it was a it was a it was a really 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 big issue for me and it was it's really difficult you know it's, it's it's trying to i think there's so many young people that are trying to fit in with this sort of selfie craze especially now um and i think it's just it's becoming quite dangerous in some some um some ways so so you're you're at home you're you're taking a hundred a day of, of pictures and just kind of obsessing about the way that you look or the way that you come across. What, at what point does that change? How do you get through that, that, that kind of obsession or that compulsion or that struggle? Well, I think it's, it was very difficult. I mean, I, I found, you know, uh, the best way to get through it was I got brilliant help from the, the Maudsley hospital in London. Um, and they just, took my phone away from me for 10, 20, 30 minutes a day. Hmm. Um, and then sort of gradually increased that amount to, um, to make sure that, you know, I wasn't taking these, these selfies because it was literally all about sort of zooming in on myself and checking my appearance and, uh, mm -hmm. and, and trying to seek that sort of validation from the online community, um, on Facebook. Uh, and it was just at the time it was Facebook, Instagram wasn't, wasn't around as such then, but, it was okay. Facebook and just trying to seek that validation, trying to get people to actually say you look good or, you know, you, you fit the mold of what needs, you know, what was perfect at that time. Right. So what did it feel like to like be without 10, 20, 30 minutes at a time? Like that initial response, how did, how did your, how did you handle that? I mean, it was excruciating. I mean, it was, it was awful. You know, the idea of, I've been literally, I had my phone in my hand every second of the day and then people are taking it away from me for 30, 40, 50 minutes. Um, hmm. And, you know, I couldn't take selfie. I couldn't check my reflection. I couldn't, you know, with the phone. And obviously I thought the phone was the, the sort of best way of looking at myself. Mm -hmm. um, so it was, it was excruciatingly painful to, to have the, the phone sort of taking away from me and, and not being able to, to snap the selfies. Did anyone else outside of uh, your parents try to see, ask you if you needed help or was it sort of a private struggle? 
Um, to, to be honest, you know, as, as you know, with uh, you know some men, the, the idea of, of taking lots of photos of yourself and caring a lot about your appearance um, wasn't sort of deemed as, as being a good thing. Um, and a lot of my sort of, I used to play rugby um, in, in America. I'm, I'm not sure. Well, we're familiar with rugby. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I just wanted to check. Yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I used to play rugby, and a lot of them friends just sort of distanced themselves themselves from me, um, and it was very difficult, and so it became sort of a private struggle. Um, right. But I think it is a very private struggle for a lot of people. What What do you think? Why do you think people post selfies, and and what drives them from your unique experience? I mean, I think now it's it's all about how you look. People are more bothered about how they look online to how they look in real life. It's how right. they're perceived online. It's about getting followers. It's about getting likes. Um, and, and that gives a certain trigger for, for many young people. Um, you know, it makes them feel good. It makes them feel worthy. Um, it makes them feel, you know, accepted and validated and, and like they mean something, hmm. um, which is really, really sad. And I think the online community is becoming the sort of, the sort of area for for people just to get validation from others. Um, and you, you see the horror stories. I mean, I've seen so many on, on Instagram, especially the rise of Instagram. People are just willing to do anything, any photos, you know, any angle, anything to get attention and, and to right. have that sort of validation uh, from people online. It's all about followers and likes, which is, it's kind of sad to see. So I grew up without an iPhone and then now I'm in my 30s and my wife and I are having these conversations like, man, we're on our phones all the time. I couldn't imagine being 15, 16 years old and growing up with that. And now this next this next generation is going to have phones from the time they're six, seven years old. So do you think it's just going to get worse as younger and younger kids have phones and social media? Definitely. I mean, the problem with younger and younger kids, they have obviously their brain hasn't fully developed and they'll deal with things in different ways. So what we're, we're going to see is we're going to see, you know, 11, 12, 10, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12 year olds taking photos to, to try and get validation online. And it's all about their self-confidence. You know, they're being brought up to, to believe that the only way forward and the only way to get on in life is, is to take selfies and to, to, to be online and have a presence online, which is, is great. You know, I mean. To, to, to be online and you, if you use it the right way, but the problem is it's not being used the right way and they're not getting educated on it. And uh, and I've got to say, social media networks need to do a lot more uh, to, to do this. I, I, obviously, I've called out Instagram. I obviously don't like Instagram as much, but, you know, Instagram <laughs> needs to, to, yeah. to really do something um, to, to sort of prevent these, these, these stories that are coming out of people dying and, I'm not saying that they, they take that, you know, it's their full responsibility, but, you know, do something, you know, yeah. try and help a little bit. Right. Uh, are you joining groups or speaking publicly or what are some things that you're doing to try to help? Yeah, I'm, I'm speaking. I'm speaking publicly. Um, I've started my own foundation, um, which aims to help mental health as a whole. What's the name of it? Uh, the Bowman Foundation. Nice. And uh, it all—it's like a new approach to mental health. So what I'm trying to do is—is is look at it as, you know, I think we need a 21st century approach to mental health, and that includes things like selfies, and and we need to recognize social media as a big 
problem for you know for young people's mental health especially um so yes that's that's what i'm doing i'm sort of going on tv uh you know trying trying to help people i'm working with uh politicians in in uh britain to try and get a, a better better mental health support and also uh and also better better social media regulations it seems to me just looking at it that people are lacking a physical connection more than ever people are more isolated than ever and that we are communal beings we need community we need to be mirrored by people who love us or getting our identity from our family and our close friends and it seems like people aren't doing that so they're moving they're shifting to online which is a a far more fickle realm do you think that's accurate definitely i mean i think uh you know you just had to go somewhere like obviously in in your country new york you know right. people are are so you know separate and everyone's going about their business and everybody there's no sort of uh physical you know interaction with with each other or there's no sort of uh idea here in britain there's you know the idea of community is kind of dead you know the idea that hmm. there is a there is a level of of community um you know it's 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 quite scary and i think i think you're very you know you're completely right by saying that um because people are in their own worlds you know and going back to the online idea people are you know they care about themselves and they're moving in their own direction i think that you know i mean i'm very close to my family and i i see a lot of my identity from my family now um but i never saw that when i was sort of in my sort of selfie um um suffering from mental illness and that condition so i think right. that's completely right and uh yeah i mean in, i guess in your country there's at the you know it's in our country too there's a lot of division and there's uh, there's a lot of things like that mm. so uh, yeah so definitely i won't mention donald trump <laughs> <laughs> no you can we yeah. we'll we'll send you some funny videos nate made about trump uh after the after this is over <laughs> yeah we 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 make yeah there is a lot of division lot of I think there is um there there there's a lot of similarities I think we're both you know we're both the west um well, so I, just, oh, I think we have a lot of similarities as far as technology and advancement yeah. and and stuff like that The tendency is then to people just go boycott technology don't have phones and I don't think that's the answer so what do you just get rid of your phone or what do you do No I mean I'm I'm not telling people to boycott phones uh and I think this is one of the common mistakes when people go on about social media they say well you know what do you want everybody to do to further friends i you know i love technology i you know i think it's used correctly um and there's more regulation put in place on social media to support people who are online then it's good and there's more education um but the problem we've got now is people are going into it blind and social media networks aren't taking any responsibility for what's going on online or people's well-being or people's mental health um online and it's just going away. What does regulation social media regulation look like? Like what would they actually do to stop someone from are you saying stop people from posting pictures of themselves or how does that work? Uh, in the UK my sort of ideas are for every social media network to have some sort of mental health support on it. Um and some sort of helpline if they they believe that something is uh going wrong but also right. certain photos that are being put on um right. you know being being looked at and and if they if they you know are seen seen to be you know detrimental to people or or detrimental to the you know your own person's uh, mental health 
then it should be taken off. But finally, I'd like to point out, you know, the the idea of the amount of bullying that goes on on social media. Right. Mm. Social media needs to take responsibility for when people are saying certain things. They need to be held to account. <clears throat> right. You know, they we need we need a sort of level of law and order on social media in which people can't just say something behind the screen and get away with it. They, you know, who does who decides what is okay and what isn't, and then how does that infringe upon people's uh, like. Like what if what if a buddy of mine posted a picture and I said something facetious or sarcastic and it was taken a certain way and and then I was blocked from you know I could kind of see the regulation getting a little out of control. How does that you know is there a responsible way to monitor that really in in a free society? I mean I'm not going to get onto the Bill of Rights, um, <laughs> you know, the, the First Amendment, uh, and I'm not going to try and uh, combat that. Uh, but what, 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 I, what I would say is that, you know, freedom of speech is great, but also you understand if you say something that is really, you know, wrong or, or there should be a consequence. You've got to take responsibility right. for your actions. If you're, if you're saying something that's someone else in such a way that is extremely detrimental to that person, you know, you couldn't go up to a, a cop in, in New York and swear at him. What you're saying is there's no risk to go online and be a troll and bully people because they're it, it's not going to affect your life in any way. Um, whereas in, in reality, there are risks. People could respond to you either angrily or violently and put you in your place. <laughs> I'm not advocating violence, but, but, but what I, what I would say is like, I think, you know, online, because there isn't, you're completely right because there isn't anybody like regulating what's actually being, you know, put on, I mean, it's, people are allowed to say whatever they want online, it feels like, you know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, even Donald Trump's allowed a Twitter account, which astounds me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think one of the things is our generation just doesn't understand it as much because we didn't grow up with it. And some of it has to come down to the parents because end of the day, you know, social media can do whatever it can and the government can do whatever it can, but it comes down to parents understanding where their kids are. What would you do if you were a parent with children, or what would you have wanted your parents to do? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's difficult, but I think it's about you know becoming informed uh, about what you know the new changes, technology, and what your kids are doing online. You know, not completely you know invading their space, but actually understanding you know things like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and how they work and what's going on with them. You know, I, I think, I mean, I'm. I'm not saying social media is completely to blame, but I, I think social media needs to needs to help in that sort of drive for education and, and information, um, especially to parents and, and, and to kids who are online. You're probably right that social media, you know, Facebook profits off of the hate, the hate, hateful comment arguments in the comment section, you know, like it just keeps it just keeps people coming back to the platform because they're arguing or being angry and that sort of drives or motivates the the use of the platform but what you're saying is let's be a little bit more responsible not not really feature that stuff let's make sure that that stuff the negativity and the hate and the anger isn't isn't the for at the forefront of why people use this platform yeah definitely i think there's two things i think you know it's just about personal responsibility as well you need to take responsibility for what you're doing online but i you know i i think if we can get that education through to parents and through to social media users, 
and get that you know that information through to them then it can it could take a, a really positive turn i would say do you think anyone or everyone is succe- uh, susceptible to selfie addiction or do you think there are like specific mental health qualifiers like well, i think i think yeah i think if you have a disposition to, to to being you know worried about your appearance you're more likely to to then you know take more selfies or or things like that but you know i do think everybody everybody growing up in this in this sort of world especially younger kids who are who are sort of growing up now and into this sort of social media world uh you know it's it's about they are very susceptible to to getting into these sort of trends and these sort of um you know ways of being and it, it can I'm a true believer in the fact that these can these can really contribute if anything uh they can contribute to to mental health difficulties body image issues such as anorexia bulimia and and body dysmorphic disorder kind of backing up a little bit besides the the hospital taking away your phone can you describe some steps that you took to kind of slowly get off of your phone as you grew older and where are you now in terms of how you use your phone and how you use social media was that i just i just took my phone away you know just left my phone and tried to Try to focus on other stuff. I think one of the the positives to to my recovery was helping others. You know, trying to look outwards instead of just focusing on myself um, and mm. focusing on how I looked online. Actually, trying to to help others and trying to to move and and create awareness. I think has really helped me. Um, but seriously, just getting rid of the phone and actually just t- having a break from the phone for a little while was actually very very therapeutic. You know. Mm, yeah, and I think that was that was very good. Obviously, I could go into the sort of the treatment that I had, but uh, but yeah, but it was it was very very good. And then today, how do you use social media? Yeah, um, well, you know, uh, I, I I do use um, Facebook, uh, I do use Twitter, but I use it in a way that's uh, in a positive way. I use it to sort of spread awareness and also talk about the stuff I'm doing and how I can help and, and, and also contacting people who who are, it's like a platform in which people can sort of tell me about their struggles and, and I can direct them mm-hmm. accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, so you use it you use it more like an email or like an actual tool, less of a social identity kind of thing? thing. De- definitely social, like everything on there is, you know, real life. Um, you know, everything on there is, is, is is about what I'm doing in real life. So I think there's, but I think the the issue that surrounded it for me especially was that it became like it wasn't real life. I was sort of trying to create this identity online and trying to look the you know best possible way I, I could, and it was completely false. Um, mm. And I think you know a lot of young people, you know I say, keep saying young people, but I mean like you know twenties as well are trying to create this identity. Thirties, you know, trying to create an identity on a uh, online. Oh man, our parent, our parents are doing it. You know, like it, it, it. You're right in that ev- everybody is susceptible to at least uh, putting too much value um, in, in the validation of of people clicking like or or seeing your profile, your shrine to yourself, and admiring you. Like people put too much value no matter what the age but it seems to be that it seems to be that the generation growing up right now the 15 year olds with cell phones like I'm, I'm hopeful that they'll figure it out they'll understand they'll be able to separate hopefully <laughs> <laughs>
there's some interesting. He sounds doubtful. <laughs> I never put a lot of faith in 15 year olds normally. <laughs> I do think it's interesting that you're. I think it, it's great that you're advocating and you're and you're helping out your community and you're bringing awareness. Because when I was doing some studies on the stats, it says that men are two times. Uh, as likely to to die from taking a selfie, but that men are searching more how to make their photos look better. So it's actually kind of privately a male struggle. Uh, and you wouldn't think that would be the case, but it is. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. There, I was just, I would say that, you know, you're completely right. I think definitely in Britain, you've noticed the amount of, of males that are actually trying to look good online has risen you know, through the roof. And I think it's becoming a, a very male-orientated problem. And, and this has never been the case. When people think of body image, they think of women. They think of uh, girls caring about their body image. But actually, it's becoming, you know, more unisex. And it's becoming, if not at the moment, the biggest issue is, is males, you know, trying to get that six-pack, trying to get that perfect hair or the perfect nose or the perfect, you know. Right. And this is straight and gay men, you know, straight as well. And uh, right. Mm. And it's becoming a major issue. Yeah, I, the whole workout circuit on on Instagram is fascinating to me. Like the, if you click on a like some kind of gym rats hashtag, man, you will see just like nonstop, just blasting pecs, don't skip leg day, just all this like muscly muscly bound pictures. Where where it seems like it seems like people are living in the gym. Like these guys are living in the gym, just just working out, just just building these muscles they'll never use for anything else but building more muscles <laughs> just just building muscle yeah yeah but uh, <laughs> for, for pictures you know for, for pictures yeah yeah i mean i mean why not why not i guess but uh seriously uh i mean t- to be honest i'm i'm sound, i sound like i'm being mean saying that because i obviously was not trying to build muscle i mean i i, I can you know i'm not very good at lifting weights i'll admit but uh you know, I think I think generally this, but it's affecting sort of young boys, especially. I mean, young boys, when they go on Instagram, all they see is this muscle and this this certain look that they had to try and achieve. Um, and it's just you don't have to be like that. You don't have to look that way to be successful. And I think it yeah. all comes down to the idea of success. You know, if you're successful online, people are seeing that as, as major success, you know, um, Hmm. you can do other stuff you don't have to look a certain way everybody's great in their own way and you know people have got certain skills and they should go out there and and, and try and change stuff and try and try and do something and i think that's that's the way i'd I'd look at it instead of being online go go outside get involved in some sort of group you know of of people doing things in reality Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think I think one last question I have is is what happens though when you're the guy or you're the person who wants to go outside, you want to do something without your phone, and yet all your friends are on their phones the whole time, because that can be that can be lonely too. You're like, let's go do something, and then you, everyone's just on their phone while you're camping or whatever. I don't know. I don't know if there's an answer to that, but well, it's it's all about sort of a cultural change. You've got to change. I mean, I've been on you know nights out when I'm I'm going out and literally the whole time people are just taking photos and I, I'm thinking you know hold on you're literally taking photos of your whole night that's all you're doing you're yeah. saying oh I'm having a great time here but you're not actually enjoying what you're doing so I, for the person who's definitely not and I've, I've been that in that situation 
it's really difficult because you, you want to say to them, like, put your phones down. You're trying to live your, you know, have a good evening. Don't take photos. And then is that all you go out for? Like, but I think it's, it's going to be, had to be a cultural change. Um, sure. And I, to be honest, I mean, I want to see a cultural change, but it's, it's going to be hard. It's going to be very, very hard as because technology is, you know, developing, developing, developing. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a movement of hang up and hang out. Nate's been already talking about a cafe that's like coated in copper. So nobody's phones work or then there's no Wi-Fi. So you go there to like de you go there to de- detox. I think there's probably some validity to that. That idea. Well, Nate. Some articles that I've read is like adults kind of giving you self-help tips of how to get get off your phone more. A lot of people say limit limit your social media apps to like a computer, not on your phone. Um, basically turn your phone into a dumb phone and just use it for texts and maps or whatever. Um, have you done anything like that? Like specific tools or, or do you have all the social media apps on your phone? You just gotten good at self-discipline. I think I've just got good at self-discipline. I mean, I'd love to go back to the days of, of the Nokia brick that we used to have. Um, I don't know if you had it in America, but they- Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, we used to have Snake, and Snake was like the most incredible thing ever. You know, you used to have messages, Snake, um, and if you're very, very lucky, a really, really terrible camera. You know, it was it was brilliant. It was brilliant. It worked. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> I love those Snake days. Those were the good ones. Yeah, you can always they go back. The they ones. still sell. They still sell those bricks. I, I believe they call them burners. Mostly, mo- mostly drug dealers use them. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> because they don't have they don't have the tracing technology, so the, all the drug dealers want those phones. I still remember pressing left and right on the snake just to get it to go up and down and up and down. <laughs> yeah. Just and did, did you remember when you used to have to press um, three times for C and then once for A and then once for B just to get the oh, text yeah, message? Oh, yeah, yeah, just to, to get the – yeah. Uh, you had to be really committed to texting. You did. I mean, those were the days. Those were the days. <laughs> well, now we're not in those days anymore. And now we're all we're, we've got these beautiful screens that just suck all of our attention and life away from us. And yeah. and what and where do you where do you see this going? Do you think a movement of people will be like enough? Like, do you think a generation will look at the generation you know, maybe they'll look at the millennials, and I'm 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 technically an old millennial. I think I'm 33, but maybe the next generation will look and go, "Look at those losers on their phones all the time." We're not going to do that. We're going to go hiking, or you know, do you think that'll happen, or or is it going to be more like a slow burn? I hope so. I mean, I I hope it'll happen. Um, but you know, I mean, we we can live alongside with you know social media happily as long as you know. We put some, you know, some very small things in to to change it, and hmm. uh, and we can live alongside it. You know, I'm not saying abolish, you know, social media completely. Um, it's very useful in some ways, but you know, let's be, let's use some common sense, you know, and uh, let's have some common sense and actually realize that there is major issues with it, and let's start working towards, you know, um, getting rid of them. You know, the the things that are wrong with Facebook. And uh, I'd love to love to meet with Facebook and actually have a conversation. Yeah. Uh, and send, you know, might even send them an emoji. It might be quite good. <laughs> well, it's 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 great to have you on. You you know, and 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 to share some insights as far as what 
what we can do. We have, uh, yeah, we appreciate it. Education, awareness, and advocacy. I think are your what I, what I'm hearing are the tenets of 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 getting some real change, and um, and I think those are those are valuable aspects of of how people can progress through these new issues that that arise from social media. So thanks for sharing your story, man. It's my pleasure. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Really, last question. I just want to: Is this what you want to do with your life? Like help people? Is this kind of where you're going? Like that's the that's the goal. That's the aim. I mean. Uh... Uh, I'm gonna end up giving it. I mean, I I would love to be in politics. I think that's that's the sort of the sort of aim. I feel like you know sometimes it's 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 the best way. But you know, I, politics would probably be an aim for me. And I'm uh, I'm I'm working hard, writing lots of research papers, and and just you know trying to change stuff and trying to to help people because I think there really is a solution. I think there really is a solution, especially for mental health. Um, and, and actually helping people more. I think, you know, I think there is a solution. Amazing. <laughs> Congratulations on the turnaround, um, pulling yourself out of a very dark place and uh, not feeding the trolls and, and moving on. And your story is incredible and uh, yeah. it's good to hear. And I think a lot of people struggle. And so thank you for being open and honest and vulnerable. I think it's helping. No, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, and uh, I don't know if you want to throw anything out there, like a website or uh, somewhere where people can contact you if they have questions or anything. Feel free yeah, to um, call me. I've got my Twitter is Danny Bowman Ten, um, and you know you can contact me on there uh, if you're having any issues. And the Bowman Foundation, check it out. It's really good. Bowmanfoundation.com. Awesome. Really good. UK. Thanks, Danny. Yeah. Thanks, Danny. My pleasure. Have All a right. good one. Thank you. Bye. Bye. having like the handbook from like elementary school with everyone's name in it and number and like I would call people and we would chat on the phone and um, I would call people on Saturdays and try to organize like hangs like girls and get togethers like I was pretty social kid and it was the technology was always about the connection to like the real sure yeah I'm gonna call people up and get people together yeah physically i just i just can't imagine kids these days it's being replaced like they have these online hangs on their on their apps and they all get together and everyone's in their own bedroom and they're hanging out that's how they're doing it and it's to me it's just like that might give you a little dopamine uh your opiate receptors in your brain a good shot of dopamine and you might feel pretty good about that in the moment but in, in the long run because it's not real it will leave you empty and you could lose your life yeah yeah so next month let's hope the the rate of selfie deaths goes down yeah because of this podcast uh, public service announcement yeah 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 and i'm trying everyone out there i'm trying to do some crazy things get some crazy episodes where i'm trying to get matt to make his smartphone a dumb phone for a week (laughs) and then talk about the show 
and talk about like, hey, I gave up all my feed apps on my phone and all it did was do texts and phone calls and Google Maps. And yeah. That's it. And I had to sit there for that awkward 10 minutes when I wanted to check my phone and not because yep. I think you and I are dopamine dudes and well, yeah. we are... I mean, I bounce, wired in. We're connected. I bounce between work and then retreat to fantasy. So it's reality, fantasy, reality, fantasy, back and forth. But last but not least, maybe maybe we can look to a guy like Steve Buscemi, who is not the most attractive dude out there. And this might sound real. Buscemi, Buscemi. I mean, tomato, tomato. Buscemi, Buscemi. <laughs> however you, however you shimmy. Uh, but but look to this man because he is. Let's. Let's just assume he was on the show. Yeah, um, very attractive man. Yeah, yeah. And this sounds so lame because Lord knows this is not what our podcast is about. But I think he has, we can end with this. He he fought the trolls and he pursued the odds and he made his acting abilities shine through. And he got many, many, many roles in many movies despite, yeah. you know. Looking very interesting. Well, yeah, looking very interesting, but just not being the typical Hollywood guy. Right, right. Like his self-image. So I wonder what his selfies are like, and I wonder if he's just like, look, this is the way I look, and and that is what it is, yeah. you know? Like he's... Yeah, he's had tons of roles. Yeah, he's he's had tons of comedy, and then he was in uh, Boardwalk Empire. He p- played the the big thug in and Atlantic City. Donnie and Big Lebowski. You're out of your element, Donnie. Armageddon, No, man. Donnie. He was in Armageddon. Donnie, you are in your element, <laughs> yeah. Donnie. Just be you, Donnie. <laughs> but anyway, that's amazing. Guys like that, I think, have conquered some sort of uh, troll of who gives a sh- shit how you look and what you look like. And, right. Um, and I don't know. Maybe he thinks he looks great. So maybe that's the trick. Just yeah. you. I look fantastic all the time, bro. Yeah. No need to slap a bumper sticker on, on the back of this car. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, thanks for yeah. tuning in to this week's episode of Death by Selfie. Stay safe out there. Put your uh, selfie sticks away. Put your yep. phones down. Mm-hmm. Hang up. Hang out. And uh, But before you do that, head over to patreon.com. Slash don't feed the trolls. Slash don't feed the trolls. Right. And uh, hop on. Help support our podcast so I can convince Matt to give up his phone for a week. Yep. Because, uh, because you know, we have... Got some funds to do some fun things and spend more time making sure. these episodes. Give us, um, give us all your money. It will make you feel. Give us. It will make you feel better. <laughs> Five bucks a month gets you exclusive content, and this winter, I think you and I are going to start hustling a, a Patreon-only show. At least that's what I keep saying. And uh, sure, yeah, we'll keep see saying if it. Happens. It. <laughs> we got like five or five or six different episodes up on Patreon that you can't find anywhere else. So if you like. What you hear, we have some pretty good stuff up there, some bonus content, some conversations that uh, will ease your commute or whatever boring tasks you have during the day um, that, you know, we like to think of ourselves as a way to stop um, selfie addiction. So if you find yourself taking too many photos of your beautiful face, maybe just put your earbuds in and hit play on some of our episodes and just listen to our voices because that will make you feel good. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it will. (laughs) Exactly. All right, well, until next time. Don't beat them.